Merry Christmas. This is the time each year when I get to tell you that God has not given up on us. God has not given up on this world. God has not given up on this year. He sent the one that can rescue us. And it's a baby boy. And he's in our town. And he is the Savior. He is the King. He has come. Now, I'm sitting in a very important place in our community, Wilson County, Tennessee, to give this Christmas Eve sermon, which I get is a bit different, but this is a Christmas like no other. And this place, especially tonight, is important. I'll tell you a bit more in a moment where I'm at, but first, a story. Several years ago now, during this season, waiting for Christmas, my daughters asked me a question that I wasn't expecting. Dad? Will you ever take us to Waffle House? <laughs> they were eight and six at the time and I had never taken them to Waffle House. Now, nothing against Waffle House. In fact, I kind of like it, but it was true. I had never taken them there. And so here are my two girls who'd seen this strange little building in the middle of their world with its yellow glowing sign and fogged up windows and naturally wondered what takes place in this mysterious house of waffles. So without thinking twice, I said, Yes, we'll get up tomorrow early before school and go. Well, the night before our excursion, the local weather report said it was going to snow. I had it all envisioned in my mind. We would venture through a blizzard, a dad and his daughters on a memorable but dangerous journey until finally making it to Waffle House with a few harrowing moments along the way. Until finally, we would sit at a table, you know, by that big window by the road, looking out at a snow-capped shopping mall, deer dancing through the Red Lobster parking lot as my girls discovered the meaning of scattered, smothered, and covered, it would be magical. Well, I woke up the next morning, it had not snowed, and it turns out that 5 a.m. at our house is totally devoid of magic. When I tried to wake the girls up, they grumbled. When I reminded them of our plan, they kept right on sleeping. Everything was falling apart right before my eyes. And I said, hey, I went to bed at seven o'clock last night. We are going to Waffle House. I roused them up and off we went. On the ride over from the back seat, Lydia said something that let me know this morning's adventure would still be a story that I would be telling eight years later. She said, daddy, I don't feel normal. And I thought, what do you mean? I actually said, what do you mean you don't feel normal? And she said, you know, it's dark. Uh, we're going to a restaurant when usually we're getting ready for school. We're going to eat breakfast. You know, it, it just doesn't feel normal. And I said, well, sometimes when you do something you don't normally do, you end up seeing something you don't normally see. And then I thought, that's a pretty good line, Jake. <laughs> yeah, 5.45 a.m. So I said it again. Sometimes when you do something you don't normally do, you'll end up seeing something you don't normally see. We walk into Waffle House before the sun has risen, two little girls in pink jackets and a place otherwise packed with men in work boots drinking coffee. And we sit down by the window and cars are zooming by, hundreds of cars. Headlights on, on our darkened streets. And Mary, my oldest, asked me, she says, where are all these people going? You know, who are they driving around in the dark? And I said, honey, they're, they're going to work or coming back from work. I said, in fact, these ladies who just served us breakfast, they had to get up early to get here. And our server actually overheard our conversation and she stopped me mid-sentence and she, she said, sugar? And I was like, no man, black coffee is good. And then she said, sugar, she was calling me sugar. She said, sugar, I've been here since 10.30 last night. Meaning, she didn't get up early to get here, she had worked through the night. My daughters and I began to think of all the people who work while we snooze. 
And we talked about nurses and truck drivers, police officers, soldiers, moms who stay up all night with kids. I thought about people who are up in the night and don't want to be, those who sleep on the streets, those who drive around with insomnia, those who are so filled with fear they stare at the ceiling at night. There's this whole world going on while we sleep. And so we talked about our servers who'd been here unbeknownst to us all night long. And it was then, there before Christmas, that I saw something I don't normally see. God's people living and working at night. And it hit me. The first people who got the news about the baby, the Messiah, the one who'd come and save us, the first ones to hear it were a bunch of shepherds, guys working the graveyard shift in the middle of the night. God wanted them to know that the good news was for them. So much so that God chose for them to be the ones to hear it first. The baby was born and wrapped in swaddling clothes and God told them first. Not God made sure all the kings of all the great empires knew that the Savior had come to Bethlehem. No, not God went to the temple and let all the priests who'd given their lives to God be the first to know. Not what it says. It's the first Noel. The angels did say was to certain poor shepherds in fields where they lay in fields where they lay keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so deep. Noel, Noel, born is the king of Israel. The shepherds were the chosen ones to first receive the news of the king. It wasn't normal. It wasn't a normal night. It wasn't a normal year. Christmas Eve 2020, a Christmas like no other, but maybe this is precisely the time that we get to welcome Jesus into our world. So, I'm sitting here in Lebanon, Tennessee, near the Old Town Square, not normally where I preach my Christmas sermon. And from outside appearances, this building is not so special. But God has something else in mind. This room, this building, will be the first permanent facility for Compassionate Hands. Compassionate Hands is a seven-year-old organization that serves those experiencing homelessness in our community. In those seven years, 35 churches have come together to provide over 8,000 beds, 16,000 meals for over 450 people in our community who sleep on the streets at night. Now, 2020 has brought its share of challenges in taking care of our unhoused friends, and this building has been purchased as the first shelter in Wilson County to house those who don't have a physical home. This building will become much more than that, though, a 24-7 facility to store belongings, take showers, do laundry, receive training, counseling, addiction recovery resources will be here. A dream that is becoming reality because God's people believe God still shows up to those who have to stay up all night. God does the unexpected. I want to tell you about Tana Clark. Tana was a stay-at-home mom in Providence some years back when God gave her a dream for children in Haiti. Now, you've heard stories like this before. Someone goes on a mission trip and gets inspired. Well, the experience was so abnormal for Tana that she and her husband, Chad, invested their life to make sure these forgotten kids were not forgotten. They sold their house and moved to a smaller one, created an organization called Grace and Glory, and started a school. Even after Chad's death to cancer, Tana, with blood, sweat, tears, and prayers, kept the school going. This church, Providence Church, with a Christmas offering just a couple years back, gave the gift to build the school building. And now, over 300 children come every day, even in a pandemic, because it is where they are fed. Our Christmas offering this year will go to feed the children at the Grace and Glory Academy for all of 2021, no matter what it brings, 
and it will help provide the down payment so compassionate hands can care for those who think they've been forgotten. Every year at Providence, we give 100% of our Christmas offering away. It's our biggest offering of the year. And so, I'm asking you to give. And if that's not your normal custom, maybe you should do something you don't normally do so you can see something you don't normally see, God's people who need you. Now, some of you have heard my Waffle House story before. I tell the same stories over and over again. But the one I don't want you to miss is this. God showed up on a hill to a group of people who imagined the announcement of the king would come a totally different way. Who certainly imagined the announcement would come to a totally different group of people, but God showed up to them. They were tired, it was late, it had been a heck of a year, and there was God shining light down on them, saying, I haven't given up on you. I have a plan for your rescue. It's not normal, it's anything but normal, but it is for normal people. And guys, Providence Church, it's a baby boy. And he's in our town. He is the Savior. He is the King. He is Jesus. He is the light of the world. And He has come. He has come for you. Merry Christmas.